Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 418 for August 19th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel, the hunting gear guy. I'm another one of your hosts, Kyle, half. And I'm the last host, Mo. Mo or uh, Mo Mozzarella? Mo is that how they say it in Italian? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Italian? Italian. Italian, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I speak a little bit of Italian, pizza, Italian. mozzarella. Uh-huh. Yeah, like like uh, Peter Griffin from Family Guy. He speaks excellent Italian. It's everything. <laughs> <laughs> Not offensive at all. But <laughs> uh, All right. Why don't we get into uh, What We Did in Guns this week? What We Did in Guns is brought to you by Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now, they have Beretta Days coming up September 4th from 10 to 5. So if you want to go shoot like a fancy now, keep in mind, like Beretta this is like the Volkswagen of the gun world. They own like all sorts of brands. Mm-hmm. So you go for Beretta days. You can shoot some Beretta. You can shoot some Benelli, Seiko, yeah. Sacco, whatever, Tika, uh, <laughs> Burris, Steiner, like all that stuff's underneath that uh, that parent global mega brand of Beretta. Uh, so go check those out. Check out the 1301. The 1301 is badass, like excellent mm-hmm. three gun shotgun, super fast. Yeah. Super light, uh, really great shotgun. Uh, and uh, yeah, they'll have some draw prizes and event details and whatnot. So maybe you'll win something. That'd be neat. And it's, uh, not, that, and it's not that expensive either comparing to some of the other ones. The 1301. 1500 bucks, give or take. Yeah. 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 Like right at the low end, you've got the M3K. In the middle, you got like the 1301. And it's still cheaper than what's, what's an M2 go for these days? They're still sitting about 18, 19. 18, 19. And you got to do a bunch of stuff to a, uh, an M2 that you may not have to do to a 1301. Well, yeah, you still got to open that load port. And, mm-hmm. and with that load port, is mm-hmm. so deep. You have to cut yep. away so much material. That's what grinders are for. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> grinders and Dremels. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a file. Maybe a machinist. I don't know. No, grinder. Grinder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle, why don't you, uh, why don't you start us off with what you did in guns this week? Uh, not so much on the guns, but, uh, the wife and I, we went shot that 3d archery match here and that was a lot of fun. A lot of walking. Uh, we, my feet were sore after the first day and then continued on for the, for the Sunday. It was really cool, really cool targets. Uh, it was really interesting uh, they had the main event, which is your normal size uh, animals at varying ranges. I think the furthest was like fifty yards, something like that. You know, I don't, I don't know that we've talked like in depth about three D archery tournaments. What, what are they all about? What do you, what do you, what's a, what's a day look like at a three D archery tournament? Uh, so we had two loops. Like there were three loops in total, or three rounds. And so Saturday we did two loops. We did the B. 
the B loop because that one had a lot of hill. So we wanted to get that out right away when we were fresh. And you basically walk along a trail. It's like sporting clays, golf. It's you walk through the bush along this trail and there's different stations and different presentations. Like they are actually like 3D animal targets. So you could think the B loop was uh, animals of the world. So we had lions out there. I can't even remember all of them. There were so elephant. many different ones. Shoot the no, elephant in the face. There was no elephant. No. There was a Bigfoot. <laughs> there was a oh, mini Stegosaurus. Oh. There was a Velociraptor. Nice, nice. Cobras. Yeah. And then stuff you would expect to, to find, like boar and snake, a giant king cobra. Like if I ever came face to face with that king cobra, I, I'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> But, <laughs> but yeah, so the main, so you, you walk around, you shoot these targets. Do you have like yeah. a judge with you or is it self-reported on scoring? Self-reported. And you know, if it's, so you'll have the, all the targets have the, the kill zone and then different rings within the kill zone mm-hmm. that, you know, if you're touching a line, you'll just get one of your squad mates. Hey, what do you think? What mm. score that? Like, what, what do you think? Is that touching the line enough? Uh, the scoring for the main this one was different though. If you hit the kill, kill zone, you it was just five points. Uh, your X, you just kept track of your X's just in case of a tiebreaker. So there was the, basically to to be in the running to win the tournament, you had to shoot perfect score all throughout. And not so. And then the extreme was a bunch of like mini targets. So maximum maybe maximum 18 inches tall like just many many targets made to be more difficult shots and it was and that one they actually used the scoring so your body just your general body basically a wound would be five points and then your next ring would be eight then you have your 10 ring and then your x were 11 so it i did a lot better especially the first day on the extreme than I did on the main event. So the harder shots, I, for some reason, shot that a lot better. Um, <laughs> I think our first round, yeah. I, I missed the kill zone on five targets out of 20. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't thrilled, uh, especially when every wound on that round was th- minus two points. So not only did I not get points, I actually lost points from my total tally for wounding that animal, which... On that note, I rightfully so. I, I agree with that 100%. Um, but how far, how far end, are you taking the shots? Uh, they range. Like, we, we had some point blank shots. Like, it was like inches from your arrow <laughs> hmm. uh, all the way out to 50, 55 yards. Ooh, tough. Yeah. So, it, it, and there was, it was a hunter shoot. So, it was supposed to supposed to simulate hunting scenarios i don't know where you're going to be shooting a gopher or whatever at point blank range but they had them out there and it definitely a different aspect and made it kind of interesting basically had to use my 60 yard pin to get into the circle on the point blank target hmm. which exact opposite of what you think you'd need to do Ah, uh, wow! Well, I mean, height of reports, yeah. just like an AR, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
advantage to, yeah. the, to the three gun shooters on that yeah. one. <laughs> I am happy. I only m- m- completely missed a target on two targets the entire weekend. And that was just bonehead. I, they were both like 26, 28 yards. And for some reason I put my, I was aiming like 38, 36, 38 yards. Mm-hmm. So just went right over the back and what, what are you doing? Um, that cost me a perfect score on Sunday that move there. So, but all in all, it was a good match. The wife had, uh, had a good time. Gage came and walked around with us there mm-hmm. on Sunday. Cause it was just one round and nice, easy walking. And they actually, uh, had this couple events afterwards. One of them, which was just made to destroy arrows. Um, oh, I should say this was all known distance. So we were allowed to use range finders and binoculars and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they had the, what they call Sir 11 gauge. So it is a steel target with a cutout that's soft. That That's the only <laughs> spot that your arrow will stick in. And if you shoot anywhere else, your arrow is literally destroyed. Oh. And that was unknown distance. So they put it out there to start. And I pulled my shot left, destroyed the arrow, was out of that round. Oh. But they got out, I figure, probably 60 yards before they actually had a winner. Hmm. And all just judging distance. Everyone destroys an arrow. Everyone loses $12 at the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they had the Grand Prix, which is just bracket, mono a mono, okay, shoot, and first uh, single elimination. I made it past the first round by a millimeter. We actually had to get a judge over to measure and I got it, got past the first round by a millimeter. And then the second round, there was actually three of us competing for the one spot to move on. And I was just outside of the 11 ring. And so I got knocked out there, but uh, Mm. very family oriented, very friendly, uh, very welcoming. The president of the club there, we shot with him Saturday and very accommodating was talking to me the whole weekend, uh, you know, telling me about all, you know, history and past shoots and what they like doing and everything. So I was very impressed with them. So thank you for being so welcoming to them. Uh, that was about it for the weekend. Um, more archery stuff, especially as Wednesday next week, archery hunting season in Alberta starts. Oh, okay. I got my new broadheads oh, yeah. in. So I'm pretty excited about these and, Got them here, like you think. Okay, yeah, nice brown box, right? Straight from China, yeah. just the worst, cheapest garbage. Then you possible. open it up. So these are iron wheels, and then you open it up, and then you get very surprised when you pull out this nice little box. Oh, and you want to talk about packaging and presentation? So here's your box. There's your broadhead. <laughs> so, so these are iron wheels. They're 125 grain, uh, single bevel. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, a chisel tip to them. Very cool. And then a couple bleeders on them. Oh, yeah. So these are supposed to punch through. If you happen to hit that shoulder bone, just supposed to devastate the shoulder bones. So mm. I'm excited to... Uh, Shoot a moose next week with one of these. <laughs> awesome. Potentially. 
my all my broadheads are like super old. I think I've got like a a G five Montec. I think oh, that's what I'm running. That's, that's I like use those. I killed my moose two years ago with those, and I they're a great broadhead. I love them. But yeah. I I wanted something that does a little bit better with bone. I've heard that the tri tip, like the tri blade uh, broadheads, don't do as good for for splitting bone. Mm-hmm. So just trying to get that little bit of an edge, just just in case, because archery it's a lot easier to pull a shot than not. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's ramping up to archery season, try, getting my plans together and figuring out what I'm doing. Uh, nice. Well, what do you end up doing? Uh, on Saturday, I went to another IPSC match in uh, Quebec. It was Sand Hill, which is near Sherbrooke. It was probably the third time I've been there. Uh, I have to say it was probably the most positive match that I've had so far. And I don't know the 16, I guess that I've done um, in terms of like, I was feeling aggressive and confident and, and I think it had a lot to do with um, for the five stages. I went into all of them, having it pretty much laid out and had it in my head and it was ready to go. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was, I was feeling pretty good about it. So I was, I feel like it's come, the shooting is coming along and getting more confident and comfortable. Uh, the only negative was the, uh, a couple of times the, the mags didn't drop and stuff. So I don't know if I just didn't hit the, the mag release hard enough or just was sticking a bit, but, but really that was it. It was uh, just a, just a really good day of uh, shooting. Uh, so that was Saturday. Then on Sunday, I went to the maple seed and, um, it was like, it was great. So, but I'll give you more details than that. Uh, I'm not sure how things are done in Alberta, but I could tell you the Ontario crew is, is top notch. Um, they were all like the way they run the, the registration when you get there and how friendly they are, uh, the instruction. And, um, I guess I, I, I like, I didn't know what to expect, but like, I, I really like that, you know, you get a little bit of instruction and then you do some shooting and then more instruction, you do some shooting, just, it, it breaks up the day nicely. Uh, it was more physically demanding than I was expecting. <laughs> uh and i wasn't in great shape to actually be able to handle it and uh, you know after two days out in the sun um and then i had some issues with uh with the length of pull in the cheek rest and and they're great about like uh this part of the maple seed is that they help you to really fit the rifle to you with with padding and, and wrap and stuff so that's a very cool uh i guess feature of it and uh i just in the prone position i was just really struggling because i just it it I wasn't getting a good sight picture and a lot mm-hmm. of them, you know, a lot of most of the time. So, you know, I'm shooting and, and then the, you know, the sights are just going up and down left and right. And so obviously you can't be accurate trying to shoot that way, but um, it was definitely a good learning experience and uh, I'm going to be going back again for sure. I'm not sure about this year, but for for sure next year and uh, I'll definitely be more uh, prepared for it. And, um, and, and that was, um, even like the, to, to earn the patch, it's, it's challenging. And I, and I liked that it was actually challenging. I did, I didn't earn it. And I think it was like one of eight, one of eight shooters got it that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. And uh, so I like that it's challenging though, that, you know, it's not just something that you get easily. So it's, it's definitely a goal. Um, it's an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Oh no, the person that got it definitely like earned, definitely earned it. Um, the, um, 
so yeah, I'm gonna go in more prepared the next time, and uh, I'm looking forward. And I, and I highly recommend to anyone, whether you're like a marksman already or not, or you're just new to it. Especially if you're new to it, the, the instruction is really great. Like how they they show you how to use the the sling for support and the different positions and how to get get into in and out of the different positions, and uh, and then it's just in the terms of ex- experience of it's incredibly safe and you feel that right from the beginning. And so it just turns out to be, it just turns out to be a great day. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the, to the next one. Um, then I, um, I purchased, um, purchased, uh, some, um, uh, base pads for my, my CC mags. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. uh, I guess they're called boss, uh, boss components. Uh, so it adds, I think they're like 50, just under 59 grams versus the, you know, the standard, you know, cheap little, which is like <laughs> a four and a half grams. That's are they like plastic that, right? or are they aluminum? Yeah. 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 This is plastic. And then, no, oh, this, uh, this is aluminum. This is aluminum. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it adds a little bit more weight. It adds a little bit more grip in terms of like the ridges and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I haven't shot them yet. Cause I just, I just got them after the match, uh, from Saturday. Um, and then I do have some. Uh, two more matches in Ontario coming up this weekend. So one on Saturday and one on uh, on Sunday. And uh, mm-hmm. that's it for me. Yeah. How about you, Adriel? Oh, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, so on Saturday, I shot a three gun match, um, and I wasn't sure if this if it was too early or not. But uh, uh, my kid's been at my parents' place and uh, had him back, and I'm like, hey, you want to go shoot this three gun match? A bunch of people are dropping out. And he said, yes. So I signed him up and, and then I checked my ammo stores and I didn't have enough 20 gauge. So I got on the Facebook Ooh. page. And I'm like, Hey, yeah. has anyone got some 20 gauge? And a bunch of people could like, you know, stepped up yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and showed up with some 20 gauge for me, uh, right. which is really nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's the, that's his first, uh, official competition. And, right on. uh, yeah, he did great. Made it through with heavy, heavy coaching, uh, but, yeah. uh, but, but made it through and, uh, uh yeah it was it was really good like the like all the uh a lot a lot of what he was saying like i i remember shooting my first three gun match and i feel like at the same time he was like i'm so nervous right like because he just he verbalizes everything like like a lot of kids do right and Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. it's like stepping up to his first stage it's like i'm shaking right now like yeah yeah that'll happen for your first couple of (laughs) couple of matches (laughs) (laughs) you think it's bad right now matt like uh, talk to me in two minutes when you finish this stage and it's gonna be even worse (laughs) But uh, yeah, it went, it went really good. So he's got a semi-automatic uh, 20 gauge, like a Partis, like it's a real cheap Turkish shotgun that uh, Wholesale Sports was blowing out when they were like selling everything. I think I got mm. it for 180 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that. Nice. Yeah, really a decent, a really decent price on it. Um, I haven't done too much to it. I put a like a uh, extended bolt release on it, but uh, I think I have to do do, do some uh port work uh to it <laughs> so i need to crack out my grinder and uh files and whatnot <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's like that's what that that shotgun is going to be a three-gun shotgun until it dies and i i'd imagine it will die at some point because it's just a cheap <laughs> turkish very cheap turkish shotgun uh, but i'll you know use it and abuse it um and then he ran a red dot 1022 and then the gsg 1911 and uh yeah he did really good Got a couple of jams here and there, and during the day he's shooting twenty two and that kind of thing. But uh, uh, he he handled them, and uh, he didn't get last. A couple of people Ooh, DQ'd, perfect. and yeah. 
he still beat a couple people. Still beat a couple adults. Nice. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's good. Uh, I got second overall. Second. Yeah. Uh, the guy who beat me had a had a real decent match. There's a couple places I need to speed up where it's like I was, you know, say the, the uh, uh, my group that I was with um, didn't really have any like super fast shooters, a bunch of good guys, but uh, no no super fast shooters. And uh, I, I I remember like I would finish a, a stage and it's like I go look at my targets and I'm like oh over aiming on everything. Like I got like these nice tight little double alphas like. And that's uh, a bad thing in three gun because <laughs> you should not have two tight little like touching bullet holes in the paper. They should be like wild. They should be like two somewhere on the paper. Uh, and that, that kind of indicates that you're going at the right speed Two two in the middle is, is too slow. Yeah. yeah but uh, you're spending a lot of time aiming <laughs> too much time, too much time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that was a really good day for me and, and a really good day for him. And, and uh, that's, uh, that's really what I was, I was super happy about. Uh, after the match, I shot a Type 81 LMG, so I'm working on a review for that. I've already done a review on the Type 81, but not the LMG version. So uh, the footage for that is shot, and my editor, aka my son who's at the match, is uh, mm-hmm. I think he's working on it right now. So that's going to be coming up shortly. I also shot, uh, so uh, True North Arms sent me a new bolt uh, for the 9mm WK180C, and it ran flawlessly. So I was able to shoot that. I was shooting at 200 yards with it, standing with a red dot and just, just ding, 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 just smoking this plate from, uh, from 200 holding like way high on it. But uh, boy, it's, it's, it's fun shooting like slow bullets really far because you really get that report back. You fire, you wait, and then you hear the bing as it, as it hits the plate, uh, which is kind of fun. Uh, then, jeez, uh, I think Tuesday I called the CFPL like, yo, I got this Ruder Wrangler July 1st. I got the transfer on the 5th. Where is this reg cert? And they're like, oh, it's been that long? Oh, well, maybe there's a problem. Maybe we can reprint. Yeah, of course there's a problem. We reprint this thing. Um, so I requested a reprint. And then today it showed up in the mail. I think this is the original one, not, not the reprint, though, because I don't think the reprint can get here in two days. So... By the by, the registry their their reg certs are taking like six or six to eight weeks to to get to you. Awesome. Yes, I'm sure it's due to like some perfectly reasonable problems and not just raw incompetence on on their <laughs> side. That's uh, that's causing the problem. Of course. Uh, <laughs> I got out videos on the uh, Spectre Ballistics adapter for the 1022, uh, which is that uh, that mag adapter that lets it use five nine seven mags. Uh, I got out a review on the Nightcore headlamp, uh, AliExpress chronographs, which were uh, terrible. And uh, don't buy an AliExpress chronograph. Terrible. Unless you just want to, if you want to use it for nerf darts, it's great. It works fine. Gun bullets, not so much. <laughs> it just it just gave up on that stuff. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got an article out on the Howard Light uh, Impact Sports and the gel cups for that. Uh, which my son used with the gel cups and he enjoyed all, all, uh, all weekend. Uh, the Cabela's Covenant 7 got that review out. Now, I haven't shot that thing, but I've got so much information in that article that it doesn't exist anywhere else. So I cranked mm. it out because uh, I couldn't, for example, elevation. What's the, what's the max elevation in this scope? Can't find it. And, and that kind of thing. So I, got, I, I, I tested some of those things and now my article has it. And so I, I, put, I put that out. 
yeah, put an article on the Zestava P10 10 millimeter and the SBI 1022 adapter as well. And then I've, I've got a couple of things in the mail today, uh, or rather this week. Uh, one of them was the base uh, for the, uh, I, I actually got an Anschutz 54 base and I stuffed it on my dirty Norinco uh, NS522 and it fits so well. If you look at like the ejection port, it's like a per, well, not a quite a perfect fit, but like so close you couldn't even tell it wasn't yeah, made. Almost for looks it. made for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah. the ejection port cut is perfect. The length is perfect. Except I gotta I gotta grind uh -oh. a little bit back here, but that's okay. I, I I expected I'd have to use a Dremel on this thing somewhere. Uh, the profile on it fit really well, but the uh, base was a little bit tight to the rails as well. And I was thinking, okay, well I could file this. Or I could get a hammer and beat the hell out of it and get it on there and it'll be real tight. So I oh, oh, that option. <laughs> and now it's not coming off. <laughs> I know what I had to do to put it on. Uh, this thing doesn't recoil enough to even budget at all. You'd have to just <laughs> wail on this scope to get it off. So uh, so that was the base, um, which, you know, after the show here, I'll hit this with the Dremel and, and she'll be good to go. Uh, the nice thing, I didn't think I would need it, but this this scope base goes a little bit further than the receiver, and uh, I used it. So I got that scope a little bit further forward, and that's that's where my face wants to be, is just on the front side of this pad. I'm going to probably replace this with one of my uh, Kydex cheek pieces, because I've got like an adjustable Kydex deal, and that's going to work better than one of these that kind of the, the padding in here can shift around, and I kind of want to yeah. be right there right there mm -hmm. on the front that proper turkey neck right but uh so the kydex so, ones lock in tighter then um well it's plastic and it's it you drill two holes in the stock and you've got oh, kydex okay. that'll go up and down and so you get perfect adjustability on your uh, on your cheek rest and you can get oh, all, okay. your, all your weight on that gun whereas with this you gotta muck around with like foam and stuff in there and it, it can tend to move around so yeah, I made a bunch of those Kydex um, uh, rests to uh, to put your face on. So all I got to do is <laughs> drill two holes in my stock, which I don't really worry about drilling holes in this stock. And uh, <laughs> and away we go. Yes, as evidenced by like the little rail sections and whatnot that are in here. <laughs> but okay, so this rail, there's a 25 MOA rail. I wanted cant on my rail and I couldn't find one that would work really well for this rifle. And this is perfect in terms of the ejection port the length, whatever. Yeah, I'll have to dremel it a bit. Who cares? 25 MOA on the rail. Uh, this scope is good for uh, 120 MOA up and down. Uh, so, hmm. scope plus wow. base equals uh, plus reticle because the reticle has some holdovers on it as well. I think I've got uh, you never know until you get to the range and you find out where the true zero is, but I think I have 122 MOA capable uh, adjustment off zero with this thing, which will get me with high wow. velocity ammunition, 600 meters. Nice. Oh. Now, can you actually spot or hear the hits at 600? I don't think so, but <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like the capability. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that came in. And then the other thing that came in uh, was just today. And that is, uh, I'm going to show you just a, a couple sections of it is the Lynx belt. Uh, nice. oh, oh, there we go. There's, and I've only really built a little section of it, but uh, uh, this is that belt that Double Alpha makes, the the new one that uh, just kind of clip it on there. And it's got the Velcro 
it's not Velcro, but it's a, a Velcro-like substance uh, molded right in. I was a little bit worried about it. I was worried it wouldn't be like sticky enough because like molded in, like uh, mm -hmm. this is going to be like cheap. But no, it's uh, it's hard to tell, but it's got like alternating little rows of hooks going like that, and uh, sticks sticks pretty good on good. the uh, on the belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not coming off, so it's uh, it's got some good stick there. Good and. Uh, I like how it's designed. Like it's designed for a price point, but it's designed well for a price point. So things like uh, the buckle has some uh, some uh, some take up in it, and you see that it, it's got some torsion to it, right? Just a little. It's just a big O ring. See that big black thing oh, there? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's just a big O ring that's that's on there. And there's there it is right there. And that's all that's that's applying the pressure to hold that belt buckle nice and tight at the front, hmm. which uh, which I think is a good idea. So. Is there any uh, more adjustability besides just that O-ring? In terms of length around, like, you pull yeah, links like, out. You pull a whole links out. So when yeah, you, but if you need in between thing, that, but you don't need want to stretch that O-ring so it just squeezes your waist. So is there any oh, like, it's got, bigger O-rings or it's got a lot of stretch to it though because it'll go all the way out like that. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. At which point, if you need to go all the way out, you just stick another one of these in there. Yeah, right? it'll fill. Yeah. Fill, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, the reason why I got this is um, I got a, I have a belt for my kid. It's getting a little bit small. Should I buy another belt and then wait and then buy another belt like two years later or get one of these and like, oh, he's getting a little bit bigger. Okay, well, you know, stick one and of the, these guys here if I can get it going the right way. Stick one of those guys belt. on there. Stick yeah. the pin through. Boom. You got a <laughs> bigger belt. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Great idea. We'll see. Uh, I was talking with uh, I was talking with Taylor actually on Instagram, and he was saying he tried one of these at an Ipsic match, and he said it was very comfortable. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things that could make it comfortable. Um, it won't, it won't bend sideways like it. It, it can't because of yeah, the, very the rigid yeah. design. Yeah, yeah, super super rigid. Um, and yet it's got like a lot of flexibility this way, so you wouldn't get as bad a pinch points on it, on your hips and that kind of thing it'll just like bend around them. Right. Whereas like mm -hmm. your, your traditional, very stiff belt uh, will want to stay around and where your hips and whatever hit it, it's the tough lock. That's where you're going to get all the, the pressure on it. So I think it'll be good for that stuff. I think so. I don't know. Seems I like, like it, it though. I like the idea. And and then the, the making it really compact and stuffing it in your bag. The fact that you're like your gun belt is, is like this big oval with yeah, like yeah, that, that's on a it. Hmm. In terms of space, that's a huge uh, plus for it. Yeah, yeah. Being able to carry it inside a bag or inside a bin or something like mm -hmm. that would be really nice. Um, and then, like, uh, I'm uh, I'm getting ready to move, so I I'm, I tore down my uh, my green screen or white screen, whatever whatever screen I want. Uh, tore that down, and uh, I'm trying to like clear up some space here to make my like place sellable. So I am taking reasonable offers on a Terra TM9, Winchester Wildcat 22, and Narinko NP22 with a whole bunch of upgraded kit in it. So if anyone wants to find out about that, uh, email me. Adriel's big moving sale. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, don't want to move at all because, like, I like I'm I'm uh, I'm moving my non-gun stuff to my brother's place just to clear up some space, and I'm moving my gun stuff to another buddy's place. But like, it's not infinite. I don't have infinite space. <laughs> Yeah, and sure. uh, the more I can, the more I can just sell, the better. Hmm. And uh, that's about it for me so far this weekend. I might see Kelly because she's going to be in Calgary at the same time. I'm going to be in Calgary, but 
I'm in Calgary with my family doing family stuff, and maybe I just will head home, or maybe I'll see her. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. If I have time, I'd like to hit the range and take that Ruger Wrangler now that I finally have the registered. <laughs> yeah, would actually that would be it. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's actually get out and shoot that thing. Uh, there's something else I need to shoot. All of them. All of them? <laughs> All of them before boxing them up and, and not yeah. looking at them for, for another two months? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm looking forward to uh, to getting a place with a basement and like a lot more space and uh, having a gun basement, maybe. Some people have like a gun room. I'm thinking like, yeah, I'll just take the whole the basement. Whole basement, yeah. 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 It is and nice. Like, That's what I did. It's mm, nice. Hmm. Mm, I think I'm going to do that. I mean, I could also put my work <laughs> stuff down there. I could work down there, work screen, <laughs> not work stuff as well, you know, like the, the gun videos and that kind of thing. It'd yeah, be nice yeah. to have like some permanent spots for photography, videography. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. It's been too long. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it for me. So yeah. move that over. Uh, why do we get into upcoming events? So upcoming events is sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, building you awesome new websites with e-commerce in them and all that kind of stuff and battling the stigma that the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. So learn more at telosalpha.com. Uh, upcoming Maple Seeds, uh, there are a few that still have tickets available. Uh, Cornwall is passed. Uh, Bonneville coming up is getting almost clo- uh, closed in terms of uh, spots, but there are still a couple there, and that's a beautiful range. Uh, and then I think all of our other ones after that are sold out. So uh, check out mapleseedrifleman.com for more information. Yeah, on that. Definitely sign up for them. It's totally worth it. Great value for the money. Great, great value for the and money. And l- use slings in ways that you never even thought about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, from Kevin S. Is that that's this weekend here? Thunder Bay Combat Club is running an Ipsic match. Uh, that's coming this weekend. Bring a hundred rounds. Match fee is a twenty bucks. Oh my Ooh. god! This thing isn't sold out yet. Location: Nulalu, Ontario. Where is that in Ontario? Is that out in the sticks? I Thunder Bay. Thunder. It's got to be out in the sticks. Oh yeah, to all your population. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's yes. why it's twenty bucks. That's amazing. Yes. If you're in the area, go shoot an Ipsic match. Yeah, that's cheap. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about the Chaz sight-in day. If you want to sight in your hunting rifle, head on down August 25th for free. You can go shoot at your hunting rifle and sight it in uh, before hunting season. Uh, let's see. Maybe, nope. Mighty Peace 3-Gun uh, Team 3-Gun Match will be in Peace River October 2nd and 3rd. It's $160 per team. How big are the teams? Three? Two? Two. Two. Two-person teams. Uh, contact Stevo on the MP3G Facebook page to register. It's always a great uh, time. Mm. I wonder if I'm free that weekend. Uh, depends if you're shooting a Chaz match or not. Uh, Jennifer Hudgens is coming up. <laughs> She's mm. already registered, apparently. So, mm. All right. Got to think about Find that one. Teammate. Come on up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for Ladies Days, CCFR Ladies Days, stay tuned for announcements from Kingston, Cambridge, and others. Let's move on to the news. First one, the Conservative Party gun platform. Did you guys take a look at their gun platform, any of the stuff that they I announced? Did. I did, yeah. What'd you think? What are your thoughts? 
there was just the one item about the the limited to the three transfers that mm-hmm. you know I didn't care for, and it, it's always because there's this obsession about the straw purchasing, and you know our guns seem to be getting into the criminals' hands, which there's never been evidence of that happening. In fact, it's the opposite. So I don't understand why even the Conservative Party would be concerned about that. I think they're trying hey. to show concern. You know how like the Liberal show Party concern, talks yeah. about stuff like, oh, we're going to put in this thing. It's like, that's already mm-hmm. part of the law. Maybe they're doing some of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they're trying to appease the that side and swing some votes. They can't just come out and say, oh, well, we're going to make it what's what, on the optics appears to be less control so hey no we're gonna tighten up on something they gotta come up with something i I don't like it but i mean yeah i get it i get it and the exact language is amending the firearms act so that an individual who on three separate occasions during a calendar year transfers a firearm for financial consideration must have a firearms business license now i don't know about you guys but pretty much every time i buy and sell a firearm it's not for a financial consideration it's uh I don't like the look of it. It's because I don't like the feel of oh. it. And uh, this one, the color clashed with me. This other one, it smelled funny. You know, I got all sorts of reasons that aren't yeah. financial. Why? Yeah. Yeah, and how, how, how are they going to enforce money on that? A pistol or on a firearm? You're, you're usually losing out on it. Oh, no, I make money on all sorts of gun sales. <laughs> but I don't have to say that. And uh, I'm reading between the lines here. And uh, I think what I'm reading is don't say that. Just like mm-hmm. when I when I bought, uh, I bought like five handguns at once. And uh, I, I ca- talked to the uh, uh, CFP and they're like, why are you buying five handguns? I'm like, they were a fantastic deal. Yeah, sir. Might I remind you that the only legitimate reasons to have a handgun in Canada <laughs> are for target shooting and for, cl- oh, okay, it's for target shooting. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> you have now trained me. I will say target shooting. Yeah. And I, I see this as something similar. You have now trained yeah. me. I will say it's because yeah. I don't yeah. like the smell of this gun or whatever. It looked at me wrong. I will, I will give, if I have to give reasons, the reasons will be various and very weird every time. <laughs> did, did you guys notice anything else negative? Like, I think that was the only, that was the everything only negative else. One. Yeah. Cause everything else seemed positive in terms of overturning the OIC and the, and and C seventy one and all that stuff. Of course, that's positive for us, right? So, yeah. You know the the funny thing is is um, none of it matters. The C seventy one and the, uh, they also say they're going to define variant. Doesn't matter because they have simplified classification in there. The simplified mm-hmm. classification takes care of all those problems. Simplified yeah. Cash, yeah. classifications for the for the conservatives are if it has a barrel this long and it's uh, it actually doesn't matter if it has a barrel this long. It's non restricted. If it's a this, it's restricted. If it's a this, it's prohib. That's it. It's simplified classification. Okay. Uh, qu- so question. Question. Uh-huh. Does the AR then of a certain barrel length become unrestricted? Uh-huh. Well, they'd have yeah. to unban them because they're banned by name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Create yeah. a new law does unban not unban everything. them. Yeah. Simplified classification. Done. Easy. Done. Yeah. No more. Oh, the RCMP thinks the Blaze Forty Seven is an AK Forty Seven variant. Doesn't matter. Is it's, it's yeah? A I was going to ask about the I was going to ask it. about the AK as well. So can I get an AK now? Because the oh, Taliban geez, is upgrading to tell, ARs and stuff, anyone, right? <laughs> don't tell anyone what the simplified classification actually means. <laughs> if the media gets a hold of like, oh my god, this actually means it will get AKs and ARs in Canada. This is terrible. But no, it's not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone that that's the, that's the the, the thing that will happen. And yeah. don't tell them that there's already some here. 
There are some here. <laughs> I got a Valmet that may be making its ways into my hand for a review. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 AKA illegal. AK-47. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so the the simplified classification thing is fantastic. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. Uh, super, super good. We gotta get those guys in. I don't care about the rest of the stuff. Uh, all uh, uh, I, I am very much a single issue voter, and uh, me too. Uh, I, <laughs> me too. I have I have I have one party that will um, make everything better, and I have one I have uh, a few parties that will make everything worse. And uh, yeah, we I, don't we don't have many choices, right? So no. no. I heard that the Green Party was going. Where did I see that? The GPC acknowledges and supports Canada's safe and accountable firearms owners by transferring regulations of non-criminal activities from the criminal code to responsible administrative regulatory framework. The collaborative development of clear and equitable evidence-based firearms control regulations and the strengthening of laws which to seek criminal reduce criminal firearms related violence. That's the GPC's proposal. Now I don't really know that's how a much lot I, of I words. trust that. So that, that's a lot of words that says uh, they're going to move a lot of paper crimes for firearms out of like criminal code. So it's like, ah, oh, we caught you with a handgun and no ATT when you have it registered for it. Oh, let's give them a $500 fine instead of like criminal code stuff, yeah. right? Which, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like that stuff. But what are the um, chances of that party actually winning a federal election? Like zero. Yeah, zero. Yeah. Zero. I, yeah. I, I like. Zero. I like the support, though. I, I appreciate the support. You know, even yeah. if, a, if if the NDP all of a sudden started uh, having some pro firearms uh, uh, things Ugh. in there, I am ideologically opposed to the NDP, but I yes. would very much appreciate if they started doing that kind of stuff. They're not going to, but no, cool absolutely they not. <laughs> It'd be very cool if they did. Oh, know? sure, but yeah, still wouldn't vote for them. But I, I would very much appreciate, and I think that a lot of um, firearms owners would finally be able to vote for a party in good conscience. And if, if they were further to the left and, and the NDP was, uh, was less anti, less anti-gun <laughs> or pro-gun, I think they would have a party that they could vote for in good conscience and, uh, and not just be stuck with like either voting for someone that's very opposed to their ideology or voting for someone who is, but is going to screw them bad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, yeah. it puts a lot of, it puts a lot of gun owners in a, in a bad situation. It does. I mean, same thing in the U.S. and probably other places. Anywho, uh, yeah, CPC gun pl- platform, yay. Um, I don't know. Mo- mostly yay. The- mostly yeah, yay. Mostly yay. <laughs> I think the three the three handguns a year thing is uh, is lip service. And uh, okay, good. I don't. I, I don't think it'll matter. I don't. I hope it won't matter because I, I don't. I don't really like the direction either. I don't really like the direction of oh well, straw purchasing is a problem and we got to handle it and this is the way we're going to handle. Yeah, it. that that's why I get my backup because again, it's like it's not straw purchased guns that are ending up on the streets. You know, when they show the photos mm-hmm. of the seized guns, do they look like they were sold here in Canada? Most of them you are know, pro- prohibited. prohibited. Yeah, right. Right. In Canada. Yeah. So you see those pictures and you're like, these are not straw purchase guns. These were not stolen from a, a legal gun owner's home. Mm-hmm. You know, these were, you know, smuggled they're, into they're, the country. There's like a case per year where it's like, whoa, yeah. I remember uh, four years back, there was a guy who, who got caught what, with like 40, 47 handguns, but that was like yeah. you know, four years ago. And I'm pretty yeah. sure they would publicize most of the ones that came out. Yeah. I'm thinking like a warning, years, right? A couple of years yeah. ago, they got a girl here in Grand Prairie. On, they had been following in a bunch of straw purchases. 
But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not that prevalent. No, and it's trackable. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it, it will come back and bite you in the eye. You will yeah. go to prison eventually. One of those guns is going to end up at a crime scene. They're going to use some CSI stuff on yeah. that thing. Get into the grains of the metal and be like, oh, we found the serial number on this thing. Mm-hmm. And you're going to jail because it's like, oh, yeah. that's gun's supposed to be in your house. You're, you're going to go through the course, apply, wait six months to a year for your license, and then go and buy these handguns that are registered to your name. And now you're going to start selling them on the street. Like it makes no sense. <laughs> it's um, a, yeah, it's, it's a, a limited time. It's you're taking a loan out on your freedom. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not, it's not, good, it's not a good business plan, right? Like yeah. who would come up they're with criminals, that? Though. They, they, well, yeah, they're, not, they're not supposed to be good at, at, uh, at, at math and in business. And that kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't really like the direction, but whatever I will, if we got to deal with the devil to, to get that simplified classification, oh baby. Oh baby, <laughs> I know. Because then that the RCMP can't mess with things. Politicians can't. It's like no, we just follow a simple classification. It's easy. Yeah. If no I could take my AR out of the safe and to the range, I'll I'll be a to the happiest camper yeah, ever. Hunch with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh that, well, that's yeah. That's a whole other level. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy an eighteen-inch barrel if I got it, if I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not that my sixteen is any more dangerous but uh whatever i don't care yeah poor, poor wendy, wendy and natalie will never leave their house again if that happens so <laughs> maybe not maybe not uh mm. next thing up here uh i heard that there's a quebec shooting range shutting down i Acadia? Yeah, that was outside of montreal or something wasn't it oh, yes. i didn't hear that yeah mm. club cool. de tier l'acadie that's my uh, anglophone pronunciation. Good. Uh, you're very nice. <laughs> you're very kind. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> uh, apparently, this was uh, this was used in the Olympics. This this shooting club uh, at some mm. point, 1976 or something like that. Uh, and uh, oh, development encroaching. Oh, mm-hmm. that's disappointing. Yep, I don't have any information other than a Facebook post on that. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate. <laughs> That's your neck of the woods. Yeah, I am going. Yeah, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna ask around. Yep. Uh, the next news item I have uh, came out today. Uh, Alberta uses hunters to reduce deer numbers in effort to slow uh, spread of debilitating disease. Hmm. So CWD or chronic wasting disease is. Uh, coming in from mostly Saskatchewan right now into Alberta, uh, a little bit from the south, but mostly from the east. And uh, it is kind of like mad cow disease. And uh, it's bad for the deer. And if you eat it, maybe it'll rot your brain. But we haven't had one happen yet. But maybe it'll happen. Uh, Do you want to be the first? Do you want to have a disease named after you? Now's your chance. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in rotting my brain after you. But. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if if you get it and you're the first, you probably get your name on it. Um, but uh, anyways, this this uh, CWD is a problem, and the Alberta government wants to stop it from spreading into Alberta. So um, right now, it's most prevalent in mule deer populations, and they have basically opened the floodgates of mule deer. Uh, tags in the on the, along the eastern border of the province to try to try to stop it from reaching us mm-hmm. from Saskatchewan. Uh, so I went and looked at if you look at the undersubscribed draws, I believe you'll find a 
buttload of yeah. mule deer tags available. And each one is for a female, uh, like a mule deer doe, two of them uh, in the eastern side of the province. I'll have to let my brother know. Which, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, when, if you, so. yep, yep. If you if you go take one of these deer, you got to get the head tested before you eat yeah. any of the meat. But you had uh, to anyways. There, mm-hmm. they, yeah, mandatory, mandatory head testing in uh, in a lot of this. it's the weirdest thing. So you go hunting, you get yourself a deer, you don't eat anything off of it. You chop the head off. You t- you put the head in like a grocery bag and you take it to some freezer <laughs> inside some town or city or whatever, <laughs> and you write your name and stuff on this on this frozen deer head. And you just chuck it in a freezer <laughs> <laughs> and and you wait for for some government tester to like say like yeah. No, no mad cow or mad deer disease on here. So you're good to eat it. <laughs> you're good. Then the you head's good. It. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild, but uh, it's it it's another thing again that hunters do to um, or can be asked to do by the government to help out with mm-hmm. controlling disease and and helping to make sure that the population is uh, is healthier overall. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah, if you're on the eastern side of Alberta, um, consider going and shooting a couple mule deer. Like legally with one of them yeah. tags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I checked my, the region I hunt in and there were 170 tags. They're all gone. Yeah. I know I could get some, I know there's <laughs> a pile in there, but they, they, there weren't as many because I'm not as close to the border as, uh, as, as a lot of the spread is. Mm. Anyways. Yeah. Wainwright. Mm. Mm. Yep. Cold Lake, Bonneville, all that area. Lots of, lots of mule deer tags up for grabs. Uh, CCFR Legal Fund. Uh, we don't have any updates this week, but uh, if you'd like to buy a neon sign by a way of a contest, go to the sign contest on firearmsrights.ca and uh, put in some money and maybe you'll get a neon sign. Next, we're going into new gun stuff. New gun stuff is sponsored by Bolt Action Coffee. Uh, Slam Fire Radio is now a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. Coffee is roasted in small batches and is some of the best coffee you can get your hands on. Send it to your house by going to boltactioncoffee.com, discount code SLAMFIRE. The first item that we have here is a real weird one. Uh, Smith & Wesson <laughs> made the MMP-12. I hate their naming conventions, by the way, because yeah. try to search S&W MMP <laughs> with the ampersands on like Canadian gun nuts. It's an old forum. It does not handle ampersands yeah, at yeah. all. You can't search that gun. Anyways, aside from that, uh, they have a new 12 gauge and it is uh, kind of like a KSG. Yeah. Very much like a KSG. And if I were to share my screen, I will share a little bit of the video. So this is uh, the firearms blog. And yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it looks very similar. Yeah. Very similar mm-hmm. to the KSG. Um, I don't really know if I like it. It, it seems like it's got more going on with it than uh, than it needs to. Uh, total mag capacity of six with twin mag tubes. Um, you have to push a special button to switch between the tubes. So it's not automatic like the KSG is where you can just put it in the middle. Um, no, the KSG alternates mags when it's going, doesn't it? You can put it in the... So there's a, there's a lever on it. You can put it in the middle and it'll alternate. Or you can put it on left or right. This one, oh, okay. you just pick, and then once you hear start hearing some clicks, you switch it to the other side and start pumping mm. off that side. Yeah. Now, if you want to shoot a three-gun match and be all Smith & Wesson, 
Well, you still can't because the, there's no Smith and Wesson rifles you could use for three gun in Canada. But uh, before, when there was ARs, you could. Mm-hmm. Still can't now. Anywho, that's new. And SNW uh, really doesn't do a lot of shotguns. No, no, this is right? like, f- yeah, very new for them in terms of shotguns. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, Tactical Imports is bringing in these Picatinny side mounts uh, for the Type 81. So if you wanted mm-hmm. a, a dot on your Type 81, kind of hard. They don't really have a spot mm-hmm. for it. No. Uh, now they're having some made that are kind of like AK style uh, side plate mount style Picatinny rails where you, you know, it just kind of sits over top the receiver. So that's kind of neat. And mm-hmm. uh, that's about the price they go for the in the US. It uses the uh, the trigger pins to go in there. Threads on from the other side. Uh, yeah, so there's those those okay. two thread in and that kind of holds it nice and low. So if you were looking for a way to get some optics on your Type 81, now you have an option. Hmm. Cool. And uh, just to round things out with just stuff that's like really, oh, not available. This content isn't available. Well, Wolverine Supplies is bringing in uh, a new shipment of Merkel rifles. Uh, if it sounds expensive, it's because it is. But if you want some <laughs> cool German rifles, uh, Wolverine Supplies has some in stock. Hmm. All right, that's it for new gun stuff. Why don't we get into the main topic? And our main topic today is going to be uh, top five dream guns. So, uh, yeah, we don't have any per, like any uh, filters on this. You just kind of <laughs> name which five and, and why they should be. Uh, why don't we just start off uh, un- with... Unlimited credit card, uh, right? <laughs> you found you found your wife's credit card, and yes. uh, it's it's one of them black Amexes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and okay. you've got like 24 hours to like make it rain before it okay. gets shut down. <laughs> so what do you get, Mo? You seem the, like the most into this. What do you okay. get? Okay, uh, well... Um, for my first one would be the BNT APC 223 rifle. Um, right. Cause right now that would, for me, that's like the top not AR rifle you could get. Uh, just price points pretty, you know, is up there. It was what 4,200. And then it's not always available either. Right. They, I guess we get a few in a few in Canada and then they sell out pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say that would be my number one, you know, if I if I had unlimited spending, that that would be the the okay. rifle I would get. Um, number two would be a little bit more reasonable in price. Would be the like a Benelli M4. Uh, I've I actually of all the actions, I don't have a, I don't have a semi shotgun. So I have you know like a break and I have. Uh, a bunch of pumps and and some other stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't have a semi. So and the M, I've always like drooled over the M4, and then obviously it has a great reputation, and uh, it's Italian, and uh, <laughs> that's definitely uh, you know the shotgun I would if I you know I could. And then I guess they're around twenty six, twenty seven hundred, uh, something like that. Um, yeah, I haven't seen them recently. They used to be like 24, 25. Yeah, and they've gone up and they've gone up yeah. in price. They did because when I first started noticing them, it was yeah, 24, 24 and a half. And now they're 20, 26, 27. So uh they've definitely gone up in price. Uh, my next choice, and 
definitely more reasonable in price would be like a a mare's leg and um I like the the Henry. I think the Henry out of the uh, there's the the Chiapa and the Rossi, and I think I think that's it for the for the mare's legs. Um, and I would now, does wanna... your budget does your imaginary budget include the cowboy chaps and leather frilled jacket that you'll need to go along with? <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't buy the gun and then not wear that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'd mm-hmm. look like a fool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. The, so the mayor's leg in, in forty four. I just think it like I don't have a caliber like that, and I think it would be Ooh. neat to have. Mm-hmm. I only, yeah. I mm-hmm. only have a, I only have one lever. And it's a uh, it's a th- uh, Marlin thirty thirty, um, so yeah, I want I want something another lever, and I think that the mare's leg is just kind of neat, right? The size of it and stuff, it's pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, another one on my list is a like high end like nineteen eleven, like I could actually use for Ipsic if I chose to, and I really like the the bull. Uh, trophy Caesar because it comes in this um, forget what they call it. It's like a, stain, a stainless, but it's like a a gray black finish to it. It's like a, called black nitride or something like that. I can't remember the actual. Um, and I just it's got some gold to it too, and it's just <laughs> a beautiful looking uh, pistol. And that's something I've like you know I've had my eye on too. Um, not sure if I would actually compete with it, but it would be ni- definitely nice to nice to own and then for my fifth choice would be one of the one of the cadex like rifles and then again that's prices we're talking what six sixty five hundred for 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 the average one um but it would be pretty neat to own one of those not that i do a lot of long range shooting mind you but it would just be a with scope, uh, you're, you're talking with scope. It'd be like six yeah. grand with like a super fancy scope. Yeah, but I mean, and- would you not get a great scope for something like that, though? Just throw like a Tasco on there, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or a Simmons, or yeah. So you're gonna put a, like a fifty to yeah. 70, fifty or seventy dollars scope on that beast? Sure. Well, seventy five dollar, like maybe get that Tasco yeah. that goes up to twenty five yeah. magnification, you know, right? You dig know, into the pocket fine. change a little bit. <laughs> So yeah, that's my list of five, and I actually I tallied it up based on like the retail price, and it's for for all of them combined, and I think it's like sixteen thousand five hundred, and you know over eighteen with tax, and I think I could buy like a like a Honda Honda Civic or Nissan Sentra or something (laughs) like a brand new one for, for for the cost of all that. I mean, so, you gotta ask, like, what's what price can you put on your happiness? Uh, is yeah, I, I've already bought a lot of happy though, so <laughs> I'm not sure how much more. <laughs> and I've actually put myself on a little bit of a freeze with with guns. Like, I've been buying like little like accessories and things like that, but in terms of actually buying guns, I've kind of put myself on a freeze for a little bit. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm not going to buy anymore, just for now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Kyle? Ah, good random list put together here. We'll start off with probably the most reasonable. I've always wanted one. Don't know why I haven't gotten one, but like a Marlin 1895, either the SBL Mm. or the black. Mm. Yep. The big hoop in 4570 lever action. Always wanted one of those. Yeah, good choice. Uh, And then 
in AK-47 or ever, any variant of it. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. And then we go up from. Have there. you ever? Have you ever handled one? Like yep. I, either from? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've shot, never shot him too. Oh yeah, I've never. Yeah. I've never touched one. Never. Next yeah. time you're in Vegas, go yeah. do the full oh, yes. AK-47 <laughs> thing. When I was working oil and gas in northern Iraq. Ah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And I got told I could have bought one for 150 bucks US. Oh, oh. damn! <laughs> yeah, damn. And I was like, "How do I get it back?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Will this fit my carry-on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we kind of go up from there. Um, a drilling rifle. Mm. So the three-barrel, I think, was a 22. 45, 70, and 410 or something like that. It's like three different calibers, three barrel rifle. Yeah. Expensive. Like I think they're I I can't even remember how it depends what, what kind of drilling you get. But you, yeah. you could get you could get something uh you could very easily spend like 10, 20 grand. Yeah. Uh then I got just because it's big, insane, and completely unreasonable. Uh, 700 Nitro Express. Mm. You know. Oh, which which one? Frozen. Bolt action? Double rifle? Would you get a double rifle in, in 700? <laughs> yeah, double rifle. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah, faster. Nice. <laughs> and yeah. if you really want to, you can pull both triggers at once. Yep. Hey, it's that, really that moose just doesn't want to go down, so there you go. <laughs> uh, it's going down. <laughs> <laughs> You know, almost three quarters of an inch and hundred dollars around. Why not? <laughs> well, and if you're like deer these days are are more bulletproof than ever. So if you run across like a whitetail or something like that, whitetail yeah. though, you got to pull both triggers. <laughs> make it make sure. Oh man, that would be nasty. Uh, and then because well, I don't have an over under twelve gauge, and this is dream guns, a nice high end Krieg off. Hmm. Is that like the fifty thousand, seventy thousand dollar ones, or they can? I was thinking more reasonable, about twenty to thirty thousand. Oh yeah, that's reasonable. <laughs> you can buy. You, know, you can buy. Not feel bad about going out and shooting it, right? So I think you can buy a used uh, Mercedes E class or something for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I threw in a bonus because it's not functional, but uh, old Martini Henry, which I have, is just. I need uh, to fix it. I need okay. a stock for it and four end and everything. So that's gotta, my bonus. Do some shopping at Numrich. Yeah. 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 Need sight and need to proof the barrel because who knows? And Shoot. yeah. If it blows up, it was not proof properly. <laughs> well, apparently, this was one of the ones that was, I traced the numbers. It's a Citadel and it was sent to Egypt. And redone in 303 British. So it's not smoke, it's not black powder barrel anymore. It's oh. smokeless. So does it count as a, an antique anymore then? Since it's been converted to a different caliber? It was converted in 1904. <laughs> 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 okay. So I would say yes, because yeah, it was converted, but many, many years ago. Many hmm. moons ago. Yeah. Hmm. So that's cool. basically my little list I put together today, Adriel. Good list. Oh, I don't know if I don't don't know if my list is as good as yours, but uh, 
Let's see. Okay, first for pistol. I was thinking, like, do I want a 2011? Eh, I don't know. It doesn't seem fancy enough. It's fancy, but not fancy enough. Maybe like a Laugo alien. I, I, okay, the, the aliens are really neat. Uh, there's a couple things that kind of suck on them, like the mags are kind of, I don't know, not as good as the rest of the gun. Uh, but I really like the fact that you can like swap out the upper and go to mm-hmm. go from red dot to oh. to irons and uh, the recoil impulse on them is really cool and, and whatnot. So mm-hmm. so that's that's all really neat. And they're just mm-hmm. they're they're super cool. It's 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 a very unique design. It is. Yeah. yeah. I think I probably get like a, a tricked out three gun Benelli M2, something that's been like worked over, uh, not by me, uh, by someone who, <laughs> you know, has a little bit more pride in their workmanship, maybe. Uh, and uh you know not didn't work go to go at it with a dremel and uh and a a grinder but uh, that that would be be really cool (laughs) i don't i can't really complain too much about my uh my browning a5 it's been fantastic and uh just a a real workhorse uh and uh but so is is my shadow too so i'd still replace it with something that was better uh, maybe for a hunting rifle, I'd get something fancy like a Blazer R8. Like you were, you were looking oh. at the drillings and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I've I've shot an, an R8, and uh, oh my god, it's just very nice, very nice <laughs> rifle. And uh, that would be neat to hunt with. I'd mm-hmm. probably feel bad like bushwhacking with it though. And <laughs> yeah, branches <laughs> scraping off. You're not gonna toss that around, are you? I probably would. Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> Just like that, that Browning A5, $1,500 gun. I took it out of the plastic bag and disassembled it and started grinding it right out of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I remember doing that with my Benelli, $1,800 yeah. shotgun. Okay, here's that first pile. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no more. Oh, yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm all about. Uh Maybe, you know, so I've got, I've got a couple of nice 22s like this, this, I don't know if you call this Norinco nice, but it's a very nice shooting, uh, uh, 22. Uh, I've got a tricked out 1022, but maybe an even more tricked out 1022. So some of the stuff that Graybridge has been putting out, like their foundation stock, uh, it looks fantastic. They're doing some wild stuff with that thing. I would probably want one of those, uh, just because it's, it's wild and it's, it's got all the cool stuff on it. Uh, and then the last thing I'd want is uh, is my Air 15. I would mm. I would like yeah. to yeah. shoot my Air 15 at yeah. three gun, or you know uh, stretching a little bit, coyote hunting. Yeah. I would uh, I would dump a pile of. I would not have a bolt action two two three. I would not have any <laughs> WKs. I would not have like any of this stuff. <laughs> no. I would have an AR, and that's yeah. it. And it You'd would, have multiple uh, ARs in different calibers or different uppers. uppers. Different yes. uppers. Different uppers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I may yeah. not even like uh I'm I'm gonna hunt this year with my uh my Maverick uh in six five. Um but if they were legal, would I maybe they're quite heavy, right? An AR ten yeah. is is set up as quite heavy compared to like just standard uh, hunting rifle, which is like all of six, six and a half pounds compared to like Good game uh, hunting. I still like the bolt action. Mm. Yeah, let's just yeah. make them legal, and then we can figure it out later. Well, so, then you have yeah. that option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it would be very nice to hunt with a with an AR or an AR ten, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and head out there. But just to shoot three gun again with an AR would be so nice because they just work. They just work well. Yeah. I say that, oh. but my my WSMCR has just worked as well. Other than the barrel nut getting loose on it, <laughs> uh, this last time I, ha- I had it out, uh, every time I missed on the long range was me. 
And every time the dot was on the target and I pulled the trigger, it went ding. So it was very nice from that aspect. And sure. uh, from competition standpoint, like it'd be nice to have something a little bit shorter for the barrel. But at the same point, it doesn't matter. We know we're not shooting inside simulated kill houses or anything like that. There's nothing tight yeah. enough to need like a short barreled gun. Uh, so it's fine. It's fine as a competition gun, I guess. Mm. I'd still rather have my AR. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, I guess that's uh, that's all of our top five dream guns. Yeah, interesting how we all took different routes for the for the dream guns. Yeah, I was yeah. going competition. <laughs> you were going like all the expensive Just stuff the, and <laughs> the dreaming never gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could buy a logo alien, but I'd I'd have to sell some yep. stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and what went practical like stuff he is looking at buying today. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I might buy a Great Birch Foundation. Maybe. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who f- specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. And he'll drill your rifle, and it'll become a drilling rifle. Uh, <laughs> you just have to drill some extra holes in it. And that's all. I think that's all you need to do. Uh, yeah. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. Uh, Facebook, we've been kind of keeping up to. Will was saying, Mo, you got to go for the Beretta 1301. I like I like it too. I like it too. I just have had my eye on the M4 like since I got into guns. I don't know. It's always spoken to me, I guess. So, my uh, the M4. It's a great yeah. gun. Yeah, Chris from uh, Three Gun at Chaz runs an M4 yeah. for his uh, for his three gun shotgun, and he's got it all kitted out with all the stuff on it. Yep. Reliable. You did get rid of the Heavy. pistol grip, though. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We bought. I yeah. got him yeah. a classic stock on that. So yeah, you got it for three gun. Yeah. in the way. Yeah, it's yeah. not useful. Uh and then Greg was saying uh, the SBL is fun. But the novelty's worn off pretty soon. Bought one for it. The Jurassic Park movie came out. I sold it for nearly double what I paid. <laughs> oh, nice. Then I nice. won one oh, no. and traded it for a nice Kimber Gold match. There you go. Way to go, Greg. <laughs> Kimber Gold Worked match. Worked out good for him. Cool. Uh, let's get to emails. Mo, do you want to take this email? Sure. Uh, hello, Slamfire crew. My name is Julian from Fredericton, New Brunswick, and I'm a new shooter very interested in taking my black badge, hopefully in the near future. After much consideration, research, and some great conversations heard on your podcast, I am about to become the happy new owner of a Canadian edition CZ Shadow 2. Good choice. I really enjoy your show and makes my hour-plus commute each way to and from much more bearable. Cheers and keep up the awesome work. Question. What would be the best starter holster and gear for a new handgun shooter looking to get into IPSC matches down the road? I know you may have covered this also in another shows, but I can't recall. Also, in your opinion, is it better to stick to shooting only one or maybe two nine mil in order to improve? Or is it better to diversify and shoot different firearms? Thanks mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of two questions in there. Holster, so shadow yeah. shadow two, fantastic. Yeah, yes. I think I, I think everyone should just get a shadow. If you got a thousand bucks, just buy a shadow two and be done with it. Don't upgrade. buy all the other like upgrade guns along the way. Uh, best starter holster and gear. Hmm. Uh, 
depends I've on the budget. If he's on a tight mm-hmm. budget, I'd say, you know what? Go find like a Blaytech holster and, you know, a couple of the double mag pouches. There you go. That'll get you get you going for cheap. I like the Ghost 360 pouches because yeah. They're, yeah. they're cheap, they're flexible, and they're nice and compact. If I was to yep. recommend someone to start out with like holsters, pistol or sorry, pistol pouches, I would I would say those are those are really good. I like your idea of the blade tech just to start out with too. You don't need like a fancy race holster or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, even the Scorpion mag pouches, I think they're like twenty six bucks a piece, and they're it, you can't put them uh, bullets out like the Ghost three sixty, but the same thing you could spin them whatever way you want. Mm-hmm. Adjust your tension. And then uh, shooting only one or two nine millimeters in different handguns. I would say just to get good with one, like when you're when you're new to the sport, right? But I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I think learning, I think you want to master that one gun, like when you're getting started, right? So beware yeah. the man with one gun because he's good with that gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You want to practice your draws over and over with that one gun, the transit, you know, transitioning to the weekend, you know, the, uh, the reloads, everything with that one gun. Whereas if you're practicing with two guns, now you're not getting enough repetitions mm-hmm. on each, yeah. right? Unless you're dry firing for four or five hours a day, you know, <laughs> splitting two and a half each, but yeah. that's not realistic. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Start now. One gun, get used to like the trigger control, the trigger press. And the shadow two is a good one. You yeah, don't need to yeah. do anything. You can just take that gun and start shooting it. There's nothing you need to do to it other than buy a holster and a mag pouches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for uh, for a hundred bucks, you could go to like, uh, what is it, that the ghost, the one holster, like together, that PDW, PD, PGW. The ghost has like a a, a real decent. Oh yeah, they have like a Kydex holster or something. Yeah, like that, yeah, know. it's just a little well, bit more open on the top than a like the Blade Tech one is is closed mm-hmm. and all the way up where the. I have the, the Thunder and I'm I've been happy. It's the only one I've used so far and I've been happy mm-hmm. with the Thunder. So yeah, for a holster. Yeah. If you, or if you have a free gun, I would say like a Safari Land GLS because hmm. it locks it in there, and if you yeah. go running, it won't. It won't fall out and DQ you like what happened a couple of times to a couple of people over the weekend. Yeah, Shadow Twos kind of do that to people. They're heavy. They're three pounds loaded. If you yeah. go for a run, it's coming out. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. One gun. Shadow Two. Holster. What? Mags, one gun to pouches. rule them all, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Julie. Uh, from Patreon, Instagram, nothing there. Uh, if you'd like to review us on Facebook, head over to Facebook. If you'd like to email the show and uh, get our two cents on a gun-related or non-gun-related thing, send your email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, new Patreon supporters. I mailed uh, some patches and stickers to one of you guys last week, so it's on the way. Uh, if you'd like to help out support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash slamfireradio. And it helps us with uh, hosting and uh, StreamYard and, and that kind of thing. Uh, shout outs. Anyone have any shout outs? I do. Mm-hmm. I got a shout out to Mike and the crew who helped set up and run that archery match over the weekend. They're extremely accommodating, nice, and put on a great match. And then want well, to thank all the sponsors who either a sponsored 
prizes or money or whatever they did for the match. Anyway, everyone who uh, sponsored the match, thank you. It would really appreciate it. Awesome. Mo? Uh, I have a couple of Sylvan that I shot with in my, in my squad at the Ipsic match. He's a good guy, and he also listens to the show, so thank you for listening. Uh, the other shout-out is to the Maple Seed crew, uh, the Kellys. Uh, Kelly's husband and the rest of the gang. I don't want to say miss anybody's name, but they were like super supportive and they're, you know, good people and they're volunteers and they're, you know, they're doing God's work out there, our work out there, you know, promoting guns in a you know positive, safe, uh, fun way. Like they were, I can't, mm-hmm. it couldn't have been, be- they couldn't have been better. So that's it for me. Awesome. And my shout out is to all the ROs who volunteered their time at uh, the Chaz Three Gun Match, and then to our uh, uh, our match director uh, Mark, who uh, I think this is his first time he's match directed, mm. and it was fantastic, really nice. well put together and uh, super organized, which is good when when things yeah. are organized. They uh, our build time was like really quick. We we're like ready by nine, which is like really Ooh. weird. Usually we're nice dicking around all morning and like oh we need this and you you go back to the you know where the gear is and the the props and stuff like three or four times and it didn't happen like that it was uh, it was super well uh oh that's one other thing i forgot to mention i did the the headphones to walkie talkie thing the yeah. cord there oh, yeah. it was awesome it was badass because i just yeah. be like ROing and i'd hear like someone say Oh, we need the match director, uh, and I'd be like, "Oh, he's right in front of me." Okay, well, I'll I'll, I'll let him know right after he's done shooting, right? And it was yeah. it was excellent for uh, for comms because the radio wasn't sitting back at the bench on <laughs> on someone's table or something like that. It was on me, and uh, because I could just hear everything around me, and then all of a sudden I just hear a voice just talking to me on the radio. It was so clear and crisp. It was fantastic. Oh, nice. Highly recommended if you if you use radios for your for your event and you've got electronic ear pro on, definitely do that. It was so good. One of the guys at the match had the ear pro. There's like some. It's almost like air. It's like a hundred dollar Comtac knockoff, uh, mm-hmm. and you can get a push to talk that works with the Baofeng radios. It's like a a cheap way of uh, of doing the army Comtac thing. And uh, I'm I'm real curious about that kind of idea because then you get like really good communication, not just like mm-hmm. I have a radio, like I have a radio and I can use it at any time I need to. Uh, and if yeah. everyone's got their radios on them and everyone's listening, then you can like the comms are much better. You can tell people <laughs> when you need stuff or when you're moving squads on, and uh, you know uh, it makes the day move a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah, I had I had one more thing too. I forgot to mention yeah, earlier. Ahead. It's a public service announcement for bald men. If you're going to be outside for two days in in the sun, don't wear a trucker hat, or else you're going to have an, an interesting pattern burned <laughs> in the back of your head. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Is this your first time oh, finding yeah, that out now? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I don't normally wear the, the trucker style caps and stuff, but I'm like never again. So. Yeah, you get that oh. D. The, the grill yeah. is one thing, but the but the like the D yeah. on the back yeah. of your head where the, the line down the is. middle and then the mm. <laughs> oh. mm. yeah That's I awesome. learned I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, uh, check us out on Gunners of Canada. Likes on Facebook. Uh, give us a review on Facebook. We'll we'll read it on the air here. Uh, join the CCFR, and we'll see you next week. Good night.
that. Nate. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.